Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, June 6, 2022. Stand up for your country. So I'm on round two of promoting Killing the Killers, and I proudly say it's the number one book in the world uh, right now, and it makes a great gift for Father's Day. And I have to do, um, in order to market the book, uh, hundreds of radio interviews with talk stations across the country. And I like doing them. It's just that it becomes chaotic because I have to do the television program and uh, a lot of other things. Um, but I'm not whining about it. I mean, obviously, when you deal with a success like Killing the Killers, you have a responsibility to the publisher and to everybody to market the book as best you can. So it's interesting because when I do these interviews on a radio, it's not all about the book. Some questions about the book, but they're Everybody wants to know one thing. This, this is a constant question from Seattle to Key West, from San Diego to Bangor, Maine, okay? Why is the country in such dire trouble? That's the question. Everybody wants one word answer. Incompetence. That is the one word I give it. And that's laying on President Biden and his administration. And to prove my point, we're going to talk about the border today. Get a pen and pad. I got some unbelievable stats for you. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So number one, since President Biden took office in January 2021, about 4 million illegal foreign nationals have entered the USA. Now, you've heard the progressives say no one is illegal. All right. You may be legal in Honduras, but if you don't have papers to come to the USA, you're here illegally. Four million in less than a year and a half. And that is that data comes to us from the Customs and Border Patrol. It's stunning. Number two, the Center for Immigration Studies says that the total number of foreign-born people in the USA is 47 million. That is the highest number ever in modern American history. 47 million. That is, um, let's see, 14% of the entire population is now foreign-born. And it has increased under President Biden by 132,000 a month. Again, another record. And we're talking about going back when immigration formally started, not in the 19th century when anybody could come here. So again, why, why is this happening? Why is the Biden administration not enforcing the law on the border, in fact, enabling people to come here illegally, putting them on jet planes and flying them all over the country so they can be resettled when they shouldn't be here. Why? Now, there are a lot of theories, I understand. And if you say, well, it's a demographic play to increase the power of the Democratic Party, which most people believe, then you are into replacement theory and you're a racist. So the progressive media has cleverly turned that demographic profile into a racist play. Oh, that's the replacement theory. Uh, not quite. Okay, I, you're not replacing. 
you're enhancing by allowing everybody who wants to come to the United States to get residency. You're enhancing the foreign-born population. Not replacing, you're enhancing. And of course, that's what's happening. You can't deny it. No honest person could. So the numbers are staggering, but you won't see those numbers that I just gave you on the network news. You won't see it. Or in the major urban newspapers. They're not going to do it. Now, attached to that is the Summit of the Americas, which began today in Los Angeles, California. The Summit of the Americas. Wow. So, Argentina, Brazil, Canada, Chile, Colombia, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, Ecuador, Panama, Paraguay, Peru, and Uruguay. All right, what countries are not on the list? How about Mexico, Honduras, and Bolivia? I'll tell you why in a moment. So all those countries come to discuss, big meeting, believe me, they'll run up a huge tab, not on us, their own countries have got to pay, all right? And uh, they're going to talk about climate change, that's number one, trade, number two, and migration, number three, climate change, number one. So uh, President Biden won't get there to Wednesday, and he's going to do the Jimmy Kimmel show. So on Thursday, I will, uh, I will have analysis of Biden-Kimmel. I'm looking forward to that. Hosting now is our pal, Vice President Harris. All right, so Vice President Harris is there. Now, over a door of Mexico, the most important president, uh, beside Biden, he's not coming. He's not going to come. Why? Uh, nobody really knows. Oh, he says because Cuba and Nicaragua aren't invited. Two totalitarian human rights violators. They weren't invited, so Obrador is not coming. But that's not why Obrador is not coming. Obrador knows he's the source of many of our problems in America. Now, Biden and Harris not going to confront him. But this is an insult to Joe Biden. He doesn't even know it. Biden doesn't even know by Obrador not showing up. Obrador is insulting Biden because Biden called them. They come on, you got to come on up. No, you're not going to invite Cuba. I'm not coming. Mm-hmm. So a couple of things about Mexico. As you know, about 90% of illegal immigration stems from Mexico, comes across the southern border. Now, I'm not counting the visa overstays. I'm not counting that. I'm just talking to pe people who are illegally walking across. 90%. So Obrador knows that. Under Trump, that stopped because Obrador was forced to put the Mexican military on the northern border and the southern border. Or Trump said he was going to designate the cartels, the Mexican drug cartels, as terror groups and wipe them out. And Obrador did not want that. I wonder why. I wonder why. The other thing, and this is very important, Mexico has the most stringent gun laws in the hemisphere. Did you know that? You're an American. You get caught with a gun down there. You're going to jail and a not a nice jail. We had a big thing I did years ago on an American Marine who got into Mexico. Somehow he said he didn't know. He had a rifle. They put him in jail. Yeah, the most stringent gun laws in the hemisphere. Yet every criminal in Mexico has a gun and a big gun, a big gun. So does that 
comport to the United States? Yeah. You can have all the strict gun bans and laws and this and that, but the criminal is still going to get them. Okay? We all hearing this? That's not to say each state shouldn't have sane public safety laws. Each state should. I don't want people running around with ARs in New York City. I'm sorry. Eight and a half million people jammed in. ARs, no. But in Wyoming, when the cops can't protect you because it's too vast and there are too few people, I'd have an AR. Let the states decide. But these progressive, oh, yeah, we're going to ban this and ban. How's it working in Chicago, huh? You ban everything. Oh, it's just so annoying to me. So, and, But anyway, back to Obador. I think he's corrupt. I think you're going to see it. Because he doesn't want to touch the cartels. And the cartels run the people smuggling operations. That's second to their drug operations. They charge these poor people to come up to the northern border and get across. Obedo doesn't want to interfere with their business. It's not hard to wipe out the Mexican cartels. Trump was that close to doing it. And the reason he didn't do it is because Obrador put the troops on the border and that stopped the mass migration in his last year in office. I know this because I was involved with this and you know what I'm talking about. So anyway, the situation now is Obrador is not showing up because he doesn't want to solve the problem. And the problem is getting worse by the day on the southern border. And Americans know it. Even the L.A. Times, even the uber liberal L.A. Times. And I wrote a message of the day today about how that newspaper is just about out of business because they're so insane. That's on BillOReilly.com. I hope you read it. You don't have to be a premium or concierge member to read the messages. You just go there and read them. Every morning we have them up. Anyway, the LA Times says this about Kamala Harris, who's in charge of border security. Quote, the lack of travel is a reminder of what some observers see as ambivalence from Harris toward a high profile issue that is politically fraught at home and challenging abroad as she embarks Monday on a week of diplomacy at the Summit of the Americas in Los Angeles. The lack of travel is Kamala hasn't been down there. She went once. All right, she went once to the border and then once to El Salvador, I believe, for a couple of hours. She doesn't want any part of this because she doesn't know what to do. All right, so do we have it now? It is just absolutely an impossible situation that's getting worse, and Biden is not going to solve it. So let's bring in, guess knows as much about this as anybody, Stephen Camerata, is the director of research for the Center for Immigration Studies, and, and we cited some of Steve's research. He joins us now from Washington. First of all, I went over a lot of, of stuff. Did I get anything wrong or, or anything that's not in the proper perspective? Uh, one thing, and I don't think you said it necessarily wrong, but just to clear one thing up, in terms of illegal immigration now coming into the United States, it does look like it's coming through Mexico, but the vast majority of people uh, uh, encountered at the border is the new word. The old word was apprehensions. But either way, people slipping in, people not slipping in, people being released in the United States, overwhelmingly not from Mexico now. If we okay. had had this conversation 10, 15 years ago, 
overwhelmingly Mexico. Not anymore. They're coming from everywhere. Everywhere Central in a country. Every, right. And they make their deals with the cartels. With some of them are private deals. Some of them are public. Some of them are extortion. Some of them are shaking down. There's poor people. And there's affluent people, too, trying to get in, as you point out. But it all comes through Mexico. And Trump pretty much stopped it, did he not? Yes. Trump faced his own border crisis, and they weren't sure what to do. But they implemented some big things that changed it. In turn, One thing they did, one of the things that happens at the border is if someone's not from Mexico, the ability of us to send them back immediately is limited. Mexico doesn't have to take them back, right? Even though they came through Mexico. Trump pressured Mexico, threatening the trade relationship. He got them, for example, to do a lot more to interdict people through their country. They don't have much incentive as long as they're heading to the United States, but he helped change that. The other big thing he implemented, there were some smaller things. One of the big things he helped implement was a policy called remain in Mexico. That's the colloquial term, which said if you want to apply for asylum, you have to wait in Mexico, at least for your initial hearing. What's happened since then, and that greatly curtailed people, because remember this, the vast majority of people who apply at the border, which is now in the hundreds of thousands every year, they don't qualify. They just do it because they know the system is overwhelmed so that they'll be released into the United States, as the Biden administration is doing, and then they've basically got in. The goal isn't to get asylum. The goal is just to be released into the United States. Of course, to get here any way they can. They're prepped on what to say and what to do. Now, the why of it. Do you have a why? You must have thought about this, Steve. I mean, you got a guy coming in, Biden, the first day he knocks out the remain in Mexico policy, the first day Obrador pulls the army from both borders. I mean, I know, I believe Obrador is corrupt, all right? And it, you're going to see that down the road. But Biden, Biden, does he want this chaos? You think the man wants this? Because it's reflecting badly on him. Right. What's happened, I think, within the Democratic Party is, although there were people within the party and still are, obviously voters in the Democratic Party, but even members who are in Congress who want laws enforced, they don't necessarily favor, favor what is effectively an open border. But the party itself is sort of captive to its own ideology here. So and it's, it's, and they just haven't thought it out. Um, it's always been the case that if you send out the word, the law is not going to be enforced, you get a lot more violation of the law. We saw that when President Clinton years ago said, okay, we're not going to send people back from Haiti. 100,000 people showed up on the beach in Haiti almost right away, building boats to try to float over to the United States. He hadn't thought it through. So then he had to make an announcement. Hey, we're not going to have that policy. We are going to stop people. At but surely but now, same here. surely yeah. now with the Biden administration on the skids and every poll says it and immigration's right behind the economy as far as annoying the American people and more than that, surely now you might make a course correction. Right. Right. But the problem is, what would you have to do? Well, you'd have to implement something like remain in Mexico. They don't want to do that. They think it's harsh. You'd have to hold more people at the border. 
Well, again, they don't want to do it. It seems harsh. You'd have to send people home immediately. They don't want to do that. They are not enforcing the laws within the United States. There's been a dramatic decline. We used to deport over 100,000 people a year in the United States. Now we're getting down to the teens in terms of thousands. They're not even deporting criminal aliens anymore because, again, they thought that was harsh. So the ideological sort of, let's just, for lack of a better term, open borders people in the Democratic Party are in the driver's seat, and they and Biden. I don't. They're going to go down with the wants. ship. Then, yeah, they're all yeah, going to go down with it. Stand up to right? They're not going to do anything. They're going to blow up in November. There'll probably be a Republican president in twenty-four. Biden's not going to be able to run again. They're just not. They're going to continue the insanity and go down with the ship. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I just like they have they've no they have no way of, of thinking it through. They can't say, well, look, we want to be fair and open, but we do have to enforce law, so we're going to adopt some of these policies. Obviously, we want to deport criminal aliens. We can't release. Remember, they've released according they didn't want to publicize this. They've released a quarter of a million uh, individuals and those in family units at the border since these take over, and that's we know that because of a lawsuit Texas filed. They've also released one hundred and fifty thousand unaccompanied minors. So, you know, you're getting close to a million people purposefully released. We're not talking about people slipping past the Border Patrol. These are people purposely released, and they would need to stop doing things like that because every migrant knows the chance, even if you get caught of making it in the U.S., is very high. And so we're at a situation now where uh, they've just done so much to encourage it. They'd have to reverse those policies. And they're not going to do it. They just don't right. want to. And narcotics to. as well, because the narcotics flow is tenfold what it was uh, under Trump because of the open borders. And because all the Border Patrol are so overwhelmed by the numbers of people, right. they can't yep. do the narcotics interdiction. They don't care about that either, I guess. Right. So uh, one reason why that happens is in the old days when it was people from Mexico, we could turn them around and, and Mexico would take them back immediately. When it's someone's not from Mexico, there's a whole elaborate process. A huge fraction of these people are applying for asylum. The unaccompanied children, we have to try to find a family member in the United States. All that information has to be collected. It takes somewhere around three to five times as long to process those people as it did in the old days when it was just someone from Mexico. And so, so many agents are off the line now. It's much easier for drug runners and, of course, uh, drug dealers to come across or anybody doing anything that they want illegally. Um, and so it's all sort of building on itself. All right, Steve, we really appreciate it. Uh, keep us posted on uh, the worsening situation and it will get worse. Thanks again for helping us out tonight. Thanks all right, let's go me. to the polling. And look, uh, I'm going to run this down real fast because everybody knows that the Biden administration of polling is terrible. It's, it's record lows for a guy in office 17 months. So this is an ABC News poll, 542 adults, very low sample, 28 Democrat, 26 Republican, 40 independent. First question, do you approve or disapprove of the way Biden is handling inflation? Approve 28, disapprove 71. Who are the 28 that approve of Biden? It's 11%, it was 1.4 under Trump. But 28% approve of the way Biden's handling inflation? Who? If you know anyone, please bill at BillOReilly.com, bill at BillOReilly.com. Just tell me who they are. Second question, do you approve of the way Biden's handling gas prices? 
Again, 35% approve. <laughs> They've doubled. Gas prices have doubled under Biden. So, uh, 64% disapprove. Gun violence approved 37, disapproved 62. Taxes approved 37, disapproved 61. Abortion approved 41, disapproved 58. That's an interesting number there. And crime approved 38, disapproved 61. If you approve of the way Biden's handling crime, why? Crime is terrible. It's awful. Hi. All right, gas prices, as I said, doubled since Biden has uh, t- taken office. What more do you need to know? I, you know, Putin did it. No. <laughs> Much of that, perhaps most of the price rise, was before Putin. Uh, here's a po- same poll, ABC News. Uh, what about uh, gun violence? All right, so the question is, what do you think should be a higher priority right now? Enacting new laws to try to reduce gun violence, 70%, protecting your right to own a wide variety of guns, 29 Okay, but that question is so general. I'm not surprised by that. I mean, everybody wants gun violence to be reduced, I think. And I, I don't think that Americans should be allowed to have bazookas or mortars. You can put the little thing in and fire on your neighbor. But each state, as I said at the top, they have to regulate what the public safety situation is in the state. Montana is different than Philadelphia. Okay. Um, Weekend of violence. This picks up on what we were reporting last week. And I hope you guys, and I know you appreciate the hard work my staff does, gathering all of this information every night, information you'll never hear on the network or uh, cable broadcasts. And uh, my message of the day tells you that today, but I hope you guys appreciate and will spread the word about BillOReilly.com. And if you're watching on a certain television or listening on the radio, please spread the word. All right. So according to the Gun Violence Archive, which studies guns in the USA, a mass shooting is defined as an incident in which four or more people are injured by bullets. Okay. Over the weekend, uh, there were a whole bunch of them. And uh, I'll run down a few. So 15 people killed, 55 hurt in just the mass shootings, not the individual crimes. Philadelphia, three killed, 11 hurt. Phoenix, Arizona, one killed, eight hurt, and on and on. So let me run them down for you. In Philadelphia, I told you last week that they have a gang problem, a drug gang problem, African-American gang. And that's in Chicago, in New York, in L.A., although there are some Hispanic uh, gangs in L.A. doing the same thing. They're all armed. So in Philadelphia, um, three victims are killed. 34-year-old Gregory Jackson, African-American. 27-year-old Alexis Quinn, African-American. 22-year-old Christopher Minners, African-American. Of the 11 wounded, 10 were African-American, one white. Okay? Suspects. Nobody, no suspects. Are there any suspects here? I don't think so. They, I don't know. In Philadelphia, well, the suspects are African-Americans. I can tell you that. 
because it's a gang thing. That's Philadelphia. Now let's go to Somerton, South Carolina. Okay. Uh, one killed, seven injured. The person killed is African-American, 32-year-old Andriana Kind. No suspects, no description of suspects. Cops won't give out anything. The cops know, but they won't tell the media the ethnicity of the alleged gunman because they don't want to be called racist. But if it's a white shooter and African-American victims, you get it within 10 seconds. And I'll tell you why in a moment. Okay, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, no descriptions of any suspects. Cops, Stonewall. Three dead, 14 injured. Total Stonewall by the Chattanooga police. We won't say anything. But we know it's gangs. Um, Phoenix, Arizona. 14-year-old girl killed, eight others hurt. Okay? Uh, Phoenix PD, not telling you the race of the victims or their IDs. No, not going to give it up. But we know that this was in North Phoenix in an African-American neighborhood. It was at a party. 100 people attended the party. Eight others, eight were shot, one was killed. Okay. So the National Gang Center, that's an organization, says the total number of gang homicides from 2007 to 12 were above 10,000. And then they stopped doing the stats. We don't know why. Okay? Overwhelmingly, these were African-American victims. And it's old stats now, 10 years old. We can't get any updated stats. The FBI says there are 33,000 violent street gangs in the United States today. Not all African-American. There are motorcycle gangs, prison gangs, uh, far-right crazy people. The press and the police organizations will not cover the African-American drug gang violence. Not going to do it. Because it goes against the progressive narrative that white people are attacking black people. When black people attack other black people, they don't want to report it. They don't. When a black person attacks a white, a little, but not much. Now, why would the cops buy into this? Because the cops are all subject to the mayors of the city. The police chief can be fired like that if the mayor doesn't like the police chief. The mayor, Lori Lightfoot, okay, uh, de Blasio in New York, he's gone, but, you know, the mayor, no. You don't tell them it's African-Americans committing the violence. And they don't, they stonewall it, the cops do, out of self-preservation. So this is... This is a horrible story. It's such a racist story. What about the millions of African-Americans who are hardworking, who are living in these urban neighborhoods? Don't they deserve any protection? Don't they deserve the people trying to disarm the drug gangs in an effective way? Don't those people deserve that? No, not according to the progressive left. They want to stop the individual loons, and they're heinous who killed the children in the Avaldi 
school, yeah. But the drug gang thing is 10 times worse than that as far as numbers are concerned. It's a 14-year-old girl dead. And they won't do it. They won't stop it. They won't even report it. Is that not racist? My question is, where are the African-American citizens? You should be marching about this. If you did that, then there would be some action. If you don't, this is going to continue ad infinitum because it's been going on for 15 years. And these drug gangs are more powerful than ever. They're more emboldened than ever. I said this last week, you can, a cop can find you in New York City with an illegal gun and you'll be out in bail in an hour. It's unbelievable. But in Los Angeles, one of the worst district attorneys in the country, Gascon, has told prosecutors not to prosecute the three strikes law, which says if you have three felonies, convictions in California, you go to jail for life, as, it, as you should, as you should. This moron said, no, 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 we're not going to do it. We're not going to bring the third felony count. Well, now a judge in the Second District Court of Appeals in California says, you got to enforce the law. It's on the books. And God's going, he's not going to enforce it. He's not going to do it. Now, he's going to be recalled because right now um, you need uh, 500 66,857 signatures to recall a public official in L.A. More than 500 signatures are already gathered. This guy, guess gone. He's going to go. But in the meantime, how many people have been killed and harmed? Because that man, put his picture up again, he won't enforce the law. How many people have been killed because of this guy? And guess who his biggest benefactor is George Soros. We're going to get into Soros heavily on Wednesday because he's doing so many bad things. It's incredible. But anyway, this guy's gone. He's done, but it's going to take a while to get him out. Tomorrow in San Francisco is a recall vote for Chesa Bodine. He's another DA who will not enforce the law. So the entire city of San Francisco has collapsed. He's going to get booted out. And then the mayor there, London Breed, repoints a temporary appoints, a temporary replacement for Bodine. However, the San Francisco Chronicle, the main newspaper, no, they don't want him. They want him to stay. Quote, Chesa Bodine is many things. Incompetent isn't one of them. Vote no on recall. Incompetent isn't one of them? San Francisco Chronicle? Let's walk outside. I was there two weeks ago. Oh, my God. The corruption in this country is worse than I've ever seen. Flat out corruption. Oregon. Now, the voters of Oregon are responsible for this. Okay. February 2021, Oregonians passed ballot measure 110 which decriminalized possession of hard narcotics. So if you have heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, fentanyl, anything like that, and the cops find you, you get a $100 fine. And it's waived 
if you go in for a health assessment. What's the result of that? All right. Overdoses in Oregon surging to record highs. One state legislature reports a 700% increase in drug use in Oregon since this. Hard drugs, 120% rise in OD deaths. You voted for it. January 6th committee. We all know what this is. Get Trump. Okay. So on Thursday night, uh, ABC and CBS are going to carry uh, the January 6th meeting, committee meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And I'm sure the cables will do the same. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding Fast Growing Trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. Why? (laughs) Why? Because they hate Trump. Now, Fox will have to carry it, I assume. And they don't necessarily hate Trump, but they don't like him on Fox. Um, That's what this is all about. You watch if you want. I don't think too many people are going to watch. Could be wrong. All right, Wyoming. So I told you way back that Liz Cheney is not going to win. Only one congressional seat in Wyoming. That's the least populated state in the union. So according to the latest poll taken by the Club for Growth, um, Cheney has 26% supporting her. Her challenger on the Republican side, Harriet Hageman or Hagman. 56%. You could have a uh, prairie dog run against Liz Cheney, in, and there are plenty of them, in Wyoming, and the prairie dog would win. So Liz's last stand is a January 6th committee. And you wait and you see her on Thursday, if you watch, hates Trump. Just blinded by the, the hatred, blinded by it. Notre Dame, changing its fight song. To include the word daughters. Okay, throw those lyrics up. Cheer, cheer for old Notre Dame. Wake up the echoes cheering her name. Send a volley cheer on high. Shake down the thunder from the sky. What though the odds be great or small, old Notre Dame will win over all while her loyal sons and daughters march on to victory. Now, in the past... This song was written in 
1843 or something? No, no, no. Uh, when was this written? I don't know. Early in the 20th century. Um, it was just sons. Now it's daughters. They put daughters in. That's okay. I know Notre Dame's politically correct now. It's just like all the others. I know. But daughters is all right. A lot of women attending Notre Dame and their daughters. And Can you say daughters, though? I don't know if you can say that anymore. You better watch it, Notre Dame. Stay in history, June 6, 1944, D-Day. So, killing Patton? You really want to know about what happened in uh, the American victory, uh, aided by uh, the Brits and the Canadians? Killing Patton's book for you. So on this day, um, the Allies landed in uh, Normandy, and there were five theaters. Omaha was the big one for the USA, Omaha Beach, and they overwhelmed the Nazi uh, force. Casualties are incredible. Casualties, um, the Allies landed more than two million men. They came over from Great Britain, and they suffered 200 and 26,000 casualties. Wow. So more than 10% were hit. 73,000 killed or missing, 153,000 wounded on the Allied side. Germans lost um, 240,000 with 200,000 casualties uh, captured. So more than 440,000 dead, wounded, or captured on the German side. About 20,000 French civilians died in that. Now, uh, my colleague Martin Dugard has written a book called Taking Paris uh, that deals with uh, how the Allies defeated uh, the Nazis. And that's a good book if you want uh, to read that along with Killing Patton. I visited the American Cemetery at Normandy. Uh, it's a must. You got to go there. I, I've been there twice. Very emotional. Um, you walk the beach, it's, and they kept the same. And 100,000 Americans are buried in France. 100,000, World War II. The best movie, Steven Spielberg's uh, Saving Private Ryan. Brilliant film. I don't like Spielberg. I think he hurts the country, but brilliant film. Okay, we got a mail segment and a compliment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compliment a company an American company, in the final thought. Be right back. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief Programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.
Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Okay, let's get to the mail. Uh, Melinda Dennis, Brighton, Colorado. Building Democrats keep threatening to pack the Supreme Court. If Republicans regain all three branches of government, can they make an amendment that the Supreme Court would stay at nine? Yeah, very possible. You know, they have to follow protocol, but they could do it. It is that our system allows for that. Pete Kosky, Ashland, Kentucky. Bill, how much responsibility for American decay do you attribute to the church, both Catholic and Protestant, losing its influence and credibility? I would put synagogues in there, too. Yeah, organized religion has declined dramatically, and a lot of it's its fault. There's no doubt about it. Glenn Rich Creek, Fairfax, Virginia, banning guns will work as well as the days when alcohol was prohibited. You can't ban them, as Mexico proves. You're right. Um, but there can be constraints. There can be constraints. George, concierge member, student loan debt cannot be forgiven. It can only be transferred to those who have nothing to do with it. Absolutely right. Biden tries that. He's going to lose in court if he tries it. Alice, our immature prime minister, Justin Trudeau, Alice, obviously Canadian, is so stupid that he does what Biden does. This is why we in Canada suffer. I think he's worse. I think Trudeau's worse than Biden. Maybe not. <laughs> Donna Jason, Port Washington, New York. I find it ironic that John Hinckley Jr., who almost assassinated President Reagan, will be released without any restriction, while Mark David Chapman, who assassinated John Lennon, was recently denied parole. But Donna, you got to take into consideration that it's two different things, two different individuals. So I'm not sure if that is uh, fair. I'm not sure about that. And Lois Grundell, thank you for the book, Killing the Killers. All your books are most interesting history. School history was boring to me. That's why we're livening it up, Lois. You read these books. You read all 12. There are 11. There's going to be a 12th in the fall. Um, you'll know your country, top to bottom. Okay, uh, Father's Day, let's get on it. Killing the Killers, you buy from us. We'll give you Killing the Mob free. We got the mugs. He made uh, Stand Up For Your Country mugs. There's Killing the Killer and Mob. This is a great gift for Dad. It'll keep him quiet for a while, too. He'll be reading. Um, we got the mugs. We got everything in the BillOReilly.com store. Word of the day, don't be happy. A coxcomb. C-O-X-C-O-M-B. Coxcomb. Great word. Back with a final thought in a moment. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. 
But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, here's the final thought of the day. You know, I'm a big complainer, you know that. Uh, and I lace companies that don't do the right thing. But I'm going to flatter a company, praise a company today. Um, we had a dealing with Pottery Barn, which is a uh, subsidiary of Williams-Sonoma. And the president of Pottery Barn, Laura Alber. There's Laura. She helped us out. And she didn't have to. It wasn't an emergency. It was what they call a courtesy. So we're big Pottery Farm fans now. Because you know how bad services a lot of these areas? But Pottery Barn stepped up. Way to go. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We got a busy week. We're all over everything. We hope you check in every day. We will see you tomorrow.